Hey, what's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Double J's podcast. I'm Jackson Seymour with Jacob Ibarra Garcia, excuse me. And uh, from every Wednesday from 4 to 5, we're here at WSJU Marillac, St. John's University. Got a lot to talk about today. Unfortunately, um, as most of us are aware, that uh, was uh, the biggest headline probably in the last 20 years, I would say. Unfortunately, the NBA and everybody else in the world lost Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and seven other people in a tragic pl- uh, tragic helicopter accident in uh, Calabasas, California. And uh, we're going to be talking about that later because we'll start off the show with a little positive, positive note, and we'll get into that. Um, so, in a few days, we got the Super Bowl, Chiefs. Yeah, 100-year anniversary 49 for, for the NFL. Absolutely. Now, the Chiefs haven't won... They haven't once. They haven't even been to the Super Bowl since like 1969, yeah, right? Right. It's been which a long is, time, which is crazy for them. And then the last time the Niners won the Super Bowl was Colin Kaepernick. Oh yeah, the the infamous uh, blackout. The, bla- the blackout, Beyonce halftime show, and then uh, the pass interference that was ne- or the holding that was never called for the for the last play. That as well. And also, Ray Lewis went out as a champ. Yes, he did, and I was very happy about me, that. Me too, me too. Being a Ravens he, he really, it, was, it really was nice to end a career, a uh, legendary career like that. Absolutely. So, this is like the first time in, in the couple of years that I think that I can remember that I don't have any... I don't have any like or dislike for either of the teams in the Super Bowl, which I'm happy about. Cause, well, good for you. Yeah. Good, good for you. Good for me. Good for me. I don't have to. <laughs> I mean, every time seeing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl must oh kind of suck. Oh, my God. Or, like, when it's not the Giants. Yeah. Or, like, you know, when it's Tom Brady versus the Eagles. That was rough because it's like, who do I root for? Do I, they're both The lesser of the two rivals. evils. Yeah, the lesser the, the, the lesser of the two evils. They're both our tribals. Like, it's the, do you want to root for Tom Brady or do you want to root for the Eagles? I don't that that that's I really what it, that that was rough. I, I I was I saw the look on your face that night. I it was yeah. really rough. But at the end, you celebrated that Tom Brady looked trash. At the end, he did. He was not looking great. And this, you know, this might be an end for an end for him. But getting into the uh, the Forty ers and the Chiefs, I think it's going to be a really good game just because you know Patrick Mahomes, third year phenom. And then the 49ers have a great uh, rushing defense and the great rushing defense. Really, they have a really good run. Yep. Uh, r- running offense. So. And then Jimmy G, his first official season, his com- whole complete season. He goes to a Super Bowl, man. Good for him. Yeah. 49ers, you know, with quarterbacks, you know, all these quarterbacks are, you know, coming off the bench or first full seasons and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're bringing, they're bringing their team to the, to the, to the big dance, you know, they're just yeah. But also, like, just remember, like he, he all, he got a huge he he was seen as a good quarterback after just a couple games with the Patriots. And all of a sudden, like yeah. half the NFL wants him, and then he they trade him to Frisco because even though Belichick didn't want to, yeah. So, but then you know he, he what he starts. I think he starts six games, goes six and zero oh, towards the end of the season. He was so I have it right here. When he was with San Francisco back in 2017, he went five and zero. Five and zero. Okay. He was looking good. Yeah, and uh, then next, you know, his, his next, the next season gonna be is gonna be his first official season. Gets hurt. Yep. Gets hurt. Goes one and two. Like that, that, there really wasn't any promise or like any. You couldn't really tell from it how the season was and the future with the, him and the Niners was gonna go. Yep. And now then, he's back and with with a great defense. All of a sudden, this great D, he's playing great. He threw for almost 4,000 yards in his first full season, mind you, and uh, just killing it. 27 touchdowns. How many interceptions? 13. Thir- okay, not, not too bad. Not too bad. Goes, a, little like, a, little over, a little over a 2-1 to one ratio? Goes 13-3, and three, just absolutely killing it. Yeah, he, he used to be Tom Brady's, court, uh, Tom Brady's backup. Now he's, now he's starting, starting in the Super Bowl. How about that? I mean, Tom Brady started off as a backup. Yeah, I know. So like, no, no, but like, look at the Patriots, man. They they go to the Super Bowls with backups. Yes, unfortunately, they do. Shuttle. Except Matt Castle, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So yes, so I, I think like and like also too like with the Chiefs coming off of the the big win against Houston and then the big win against Green Bay, not Green Bay. Did they play? the Forty ers No, no. Yeah. Who did who did the, the Chiefs play? They played the Titans. They played the Titans. What a story about the Titans coming out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, they beat the Ravens, who were projected to go all the way, which I was upset about. And they make it against the Chiefs. They were up ten to nothing, and then all of a sudden, the Chiefs started coming back. And Patrick Mahomes was a just an unbelievable sight to see. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And his first Super Bowl, he'll be looking forward to capitalize on it. I think it's going to be a good game just because of the fact of like both um, Mahomes and Jimmy G and then the 49ers with their great defense and then the Chiefs with their great running passing offense. And I think like, you know, back when back when uh, the Rams were in it, like we were like, oh, this is going to be a great defensive game. And it was, but it was very boring. But I think this game is going to be it's going to be interesting because like, you know, it's kind of like a stalemate. It's like who's going to let up offense or defense. Um what do you think is going to happen, Jake? Do you think Mahomes is going to have a big game? You think I think the Niners are going to shut him down. So Richard, Richard Sherman, a couple of interceptions. What? All right. So this is what this is my thinking. I'm not. I'm not a football expert. No, I'm not either. No, no, so we're not, we're not football experts. So so don't don't take into our opinion like we're like ESPN analysts or like we're or like Fox Sports analysts. We're not. Or NFL Network. We're, we're not just, experts. We we didn't play football. We're just, we're just fans. We just watch in yeah. a very. We, yeah, we, we, we watch from we, a very. Uh, we very know small enough. College we room, know enough on how room. to grip a football and throw it. That's. Pretty much our knowledge, <laughs> or like how to catch a ball or run. That's I know, I know that's our a, knowledge of football. I know what a sack is. Yeah, it's you know the sack. It's it's a bag. Yeah, exactly. But okay, so this is really how I think it's. It really all the in my opinion is going to depend on how it starts. Okay. So can can the rush defense of the 49ers get to Mahomes and really just can can they bully him? Yeah. It really, it really is mostly also Nick Bosa. Can Nick Bosa get to Mahomes? And make him think a little, make him overthink a little bit, because mm-hmm. you, you give Patrick Mahomes time, man. He'll, he's gonna find his receivers. Yeah, he, like they they have they have they have Tyreek Hill, and I don't know, I don't know who all, all the receivers are on on the Chiefs, but they're pretty good. Like they're all really fast, and Mahomes just knows how to find his receivers. Oh yeah, absolutely. Whether and, it's with, whether it's throwing right hand or left handed. He'll find somebody. He can jump and he'll throw for twenty five yards. Mm-hmm. But if if they make if the Forty ers can make him uncomfortable, I think that'll really that'll really tell the whole story if if, um, if Mahomes can overcome that for four quarters. Yeah. Okay. I really feel like they're gonna try and test the Forty ers uh, rushing defense because even though they do have a rushing defense, if they keep trying to pound it in there and keep trying to, like, force runs in different directions and just different scenarios, like, eventually they're going to wear them down. Because, you know, the 49ers with guys like Richard Sherman, they have a great pass. They have a great pass defense as well. They have, yeah, they do play a great zone. They play a great zone. But I feel like, you know, if, they can, if they're able to just, you know, gain with the running game, just, like, um, gain yards and, get and like, you know, move the chains and then get into the end zone, if that... If that be the case, you know they can do it because like the Chiefs have always been known for like their great passing, but for, like for the last four games they've gotten over a hundred yards rushing. You right, know, but, it's, it's right, very but silent way. But, but that also comes because of the great passing. No, absolutely. Because if you see see their running backs, they don't really have great running backs, so they don't have a great rush. They don't have a great running offense. The Chiefs. It's, no, they it's, don't. They, that's been that's been the story all season. So their the success off of their running game is. Usually, actually, always comes with the success of Patrick Mahomes. Right, right, okay. And the Chiefs, you know, everybody's saying like I'm, re- I'm reading right now that the Chiefs are going to try and feature Kels a lot, like the Forty Nine ers with yeah, the yeah. tight end. Yeah, it's really going to. It's sorry. also going to. It's also going to be a battle of the tight ends because really, it's they're fighting for who's. They're going to be playing in a way like against each other as who's the best tight end in yeah, the NFL right now. Him and, uh, and Kittle, George Kittle, Kittle, and. Um, Kelsey, you know, he's apparently like people are saying he's he's floating under the radar leading into the Super Bowl. Of the two, he has he has more catches, ninety seven to eighty five, more yards, twelve twenty nine to one thousand fifty three, and matched him in receiving touchdowns with five. So all across the board, these two teams are like you know they're like proving that we deserve that they deserve to be there, and um, you know it's going on. It's going to be played in Miami, which you know. The, so really, the weather's no ex- not going to have have no, an impact on either no team. No excuses for for weather. Unless it just starts raining all of a sudden, yeah. But but like harsh like harsh winter conditions, no, no. There's not going to no. be any strong cold winds. It's not going to be snowing. So I really want to see. There there better be there better be no excuses for for like oh the the, the cold wind. No, not like a Wes Welker where he just obviously drops the the pass. No, no. Hopefully. When when he was on Denver. No, that's yeah. But which so, was funny, by the way. But overall, like this, this is going to be an interesting Super Bowl. This is gonna—it has very interesting narratives. 
It does. And, you know, the Chiefs have, like I said, the Chiefs haven't been to the Super Bowl since 1969. They have this phenom quarterback, this great offense. Is he going to lead them, you know, to the promised land? How much pressure do you think Patrick Mahomes is under? Oh, abs- all, all, a lot, you know. He's, like, like he's he's the talk, like, oh, he's the greatest thrower of, of the football right now. He's the best thrower since Aaron Rodgers. And I'm just thinking, man, like, this is, he's, it's only his, really his third year in the NFL. and Not even. It's like, it's like, it's his second full year. Yeah, right, second full year, but, like, as an NFL player, like he's, ba- he's barely been in the NFL. You know, he great success last season. 50 TDs, man. Yeah, and MVP last season, uh, got to the AFC Championship. This year finally reaches the Super Bowl, but now like it's almost like... Yeah, everybody's all, looking at him. Yeah, all, it's, all the talk is really about Mahomes and the 49ers. Like, it's not really about Mahomes versus Jimmy G, because let's be real, Jimmy G is not the thrower that Patrick Mahomes is. No, he's not. And that, that's fine. You don't have to be. If, you, if, you, if the 49ers win a Super Bowl and Jimmy G only throws the ball 15 times, who cares? Who cares if he's not overall like more talented than Mahomes? But I feel like Mahomes has to really like have like sixty five percent sixty five percent completion percentage for this game. He has to throw like five touchdowns for this game in order to, for the Chiefs to win. But like that's yeah. that's a lot of pressure considering it's only your what your second, it's only your third year really in the NFL, and we're already anointing you as probably the greatest thing, the greatest person to ever throw the football. Yeah, like. Well, let, let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. What happens when someone is deemed like you know the a god or like you know the one of the greatest uh, people in the game when he hasn't had that much experience? You know, maybe it's just he's just doing well in his first couple years. Like you know, what does that do to a player? What is he thinking right now? I wonder. I you mean, know? probably right now he just you know it's easier when you're. I feel like it's it, it might be easier when you're a younger player. Like you just you just can it's easy to just focus on the game compared to like when if it was like his ninth year, tenth year and he never reached the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's but, like can you finally win the big one? Yeah, it kinda almost like with Aaron Rodgers. Except he does except since he hasn't been in the league as long as Aaron Rodgers. So I guess he's okay I guess he's okay from all the harsh criticism for now. Right, okay. Yeah, it's crazy though. You know, he's only 24 years old, and he's trying to lead an entire team, an entire city, to the Super Bowl, and win. And and also, what a, what a nice story would be for his coach Andy Reid. <laughs> yeah. Considering you know he, he's 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 a quarterbacks coach. He's an offensive he's an offensive guy, and he's made he's made a few quarterbacks you know pretty successful, and finally gets to win a Super Bowl. That'd be nice. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, the Chiefs are coming off uh, eight straight. Eight straight wins. They they won the last six of the regular season. Then they beat uh, they beat Houston in they got a bye week and then they beat Houston uh, with a major major comeback. I you know I was they were up what I was upset. They were I was upset too. They I, were I up like, by I, like because I like Deshaun Watson too. I really like oh. Deshaun Watson and the Texans. JJ Watts, my guy. But they were down by like twenty and then all of a sudden flip a switch and you know he's he's on the move and. I wonder. I wonder how much different it would be. So remember that the the Texans made the field goal for twenty four twenty four nothing instead of going in on fourth and one. Yeah. I wonder how different it would be if they actually went for it and to, to try to make it twenty eight or nothing. Uh I won't because you because you know because in a way you're taking you're taking your foot off the gas. You're you're letting you're letting them off a little easier. Well, but, when, look, but they were up twenty one to nothing, and then they said, "Okay, right, we got to get a little." But bit those more also points. came. Those didn't really come at. The, like it wasn't really the defense doing anything to, to the Chiefs. It's like it wasn't. Mahomes didn't get a rhythm yet. But what yeah. if? But what if he had to finally get a rhythm after being down four touchdowns? What is the mentality of the Chiefs if they just okay, okay? How how much different is it being down four touchdowns compared to, like okay, they got they just made a field goal three right and now. one three and like a, right, three and a, and a, little and a field bit. yeah and a field goal but like they they were in the red zone, they were in the red zone and like. They just took their foot off the gas. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll never, we'll never know. But obviously, he he pulled it off. You know, shades shades of Tom Brady in the Super Bowl twenty eight to three. God, that was that was rough. But anyway, he comes back. You know, they face Tennessee, big game, and then he, they they basically cruise into the Super Bowl, and you know, and then all of a sudden the Forty ers come in, Jimmy G, you know, and bar- barely started barely started a game. Uh, before this year, guys, the guy's uh, 28 years old. 
and he barely start he's barely played in the NF in the NFL at all since uh since being since you know coming in coming up with the Patriots and then stuff like that. How long was he a backup with the Patriots? Two two years. Two years? Yeah. Hmm. Two years. So so he really gets to start because of the deflate gate suspension. Yep. And you know for his for his games that he played, he looked really good. So like people thought a lot of people thought, okay, those are four out of those might be four automatic losses for the Patriots mm-hmm. if they don't have Tom Brady. Plus, that was considered a hard part of their schedule. But lo and behold, they end up what three and one after. Yep, something like that. And they're coming in. They won. F- they won four. They they've won four in a row, including the last two games of the regular season and in the playoffs against the Vikings and the Packers. I didn't see the Packers losing, but. You know Jimmy G, man. Well, I mean, uh, did you see the way? Did you see their season, their season game when it was what thirty-seven to eight? I didn't see that, but I, I heard well, about I, it. I saw, I saw a little bit of that game. Man, they really just put a beating on the Packers. Like it was yep. really bad. Yeah, it was for, they were nine and one at that point. Then they pull off. T- they're ten and one. They're taking the lead by storm. Who do you who do you got um, winning it all? You don't know, right? It's hard to no, tell. No, but you know what. I won't be upset if I'm wrong, but I'm gonna. I'll, I'll, at the end of the day, I'm gonna say the Chiefs are gonna win. I agree. I, I think the Chiefs are gonna take but it I as well. But I kind of hope. I just kind of hope I'm wrong. Why is that? I don't like Patrick Mahomes. He's in my division. Oh, you're right. <laughs> so let me tell you why I don't like Patrick the San Mahomes. San Diego Chargers. No, they're LA, oh, the LA Chargers. Chargers. Sorry. Oh, LA Chargers. My yeah, bad. yeah. It doesn't even matter where they're from. They no. could be from Mars. Out of for, for, all, for no. all the NFL cares. No one cares. Now, the reason why I don't like him, not only just because he's in my division. Because of the hype? No, 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 just that. Okay, so let me, let me tell you, let me explain what ha- why the Chargers basically had to be a wild card. Okay. Instead of being the number oh, one. Oh, they have to be a wild card? They, yeah, because they, they, the Chiefs and the Chargers finished with the same record last season. Uh, they both had the best record in football. Yep. And yet I get, remember. And yet, get who, who has to be the wild card? The Chargers. Okay. It was... The first game of the season, the Chiefs came to the Chiefs went to went to LA, and it was a one possession game, but the Chiefs pulled it off. And I was pretty upset because it wasn't even because the chart the Chargers defense was bad; they were okay. But I don't I forgot who I forgot who was in. I think someone was hurt still, so they we didn't have a full roster a full defensive roster. So but key, no doubt. Yeah, I don't. I want to say Bosa, but then I don't. I think it was Bosa actually. Mm. I think it was Joey Bosa, but we we lost because of drop passes. <laughs> I mean, there were some crucial moments in the game where we just were dropping passes, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Philip Rivers is not to blame in this game. No, so, they're just they're just dropping his crisp passes. And but you know what? I it was a one possession game, so. The charge the Chargers put in a fight. Then you know, we, then I think a couple weeks later they lost to the Rams. But I was so happy in the rematch. In the rematch, my man Philip Rivers outclutched Patrick Mahomes. Yep, he but, said, "Hey, kid. but of course, but of course, they both finished with the same record. And the reason why the Chargers were not the number one seed because I think it was in Week Eleven, Week Twelve, they lost to the Broncos. The la- I think they were either la- they were fighting for last place with the Raiders." And they lost to the Broncos in L.A. Uh, of course they did. Classic Chargers. Classic Chargers, man. Imagine if you guys had Eli and then no. the Giants had Phillip. No. No, I won't. You don't want to? Because it, that doesn't automatically mean Eli Manning wins two Super Bowls. No, I know. I know. I'm just saying things mm-hmm. might have turned out different. They would have been different. We would have had le- more losses and more interceptions probably. <laughs> we, yeah. wouldn't have, we wouldn't have had the stellar... The stellar duo of Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates. It would have been an okay duo between Eli Manning and Antonio Gates. Yeah, okay. Okay, man. You know, you, you're you a Chargers fan. I, I am a Chargers fan, but what, what can I do besides complain and do nothing about it? Not much. You go to open tryouts. Do they have those? Uh, I don't think so. A little, little invincible? Well, I, well, usually bad teams do that because they're desperate. I think we actually have some talent. We just can't. Can't utilize it. 
Uh, I like. I actually like my new coach, but I think it's just time to get rid of Philip Rivers. But that's a discussion for another day. Okay. So I'm just. I'm just telling you why I don't like Patrick Mahomes because he's one foot out the door anyway. Patrick Mahomes? No, (laughs) Philip Rivers. Man, I want to slam the door shut on him. Just you know, kick him out with the broom. Get out. Get out. Bye. Eli's out, so I'm happy. Yeah, but you got two Super Bowls with him. Oh, blah blah blah. You had two amazing moments with him. Okay, man. I, ha- I never got to have one moment with Philip. That's not my fault. I know. So, but like, but like, you know, at least you get to be happy with your your quarterback from that same draft to retire. I mean, you know, it was was it a storybook ending? No, not really. Okay, before we uh, move on, what is uh, since you don't have a ring to to rep? I don't. What's your favorite Super Bowl moment? Um, game wise or like. Uh, you could do anything. We're, we're freestyling okay. right now. It right, could right. be a game. It could be one catch, one game. Yeah, like that's what I mean, like, like an actual play in the game. Give me give me what you got. Uh, all right. Let, probably when the Steelers lost to the Packers. And okay. Aaron Rodgers got to win his first Super Bowl, his only Super Bowl, really. Yeah. Because I was really happy that Aaron Rodgers got to, got to win that Super Bowl. And, and that way, you know, that way, like old, like older fans can't automatically say, like, "Oh, he's never going to be Brett Favre. He's not going. He's not as good as Brett Favre." Well, they both have one Super Bowl, mm-hmm. so at least he's on par with Brett Favre. Yep. So okay. I was I was happy for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers got to got to win a Super Bowl without Brett Favre. Yeah. And also that the, the Steelers lost because I do not like. No, ben. I don't like the Steelers either. I don't, don't. Any, I don't think anyone outside of Pittsburgh likes the Steelers. Uh, Snoop Dogg. He grew up with the Steelers. Okay, well, Snoop, yeah, like, look, Snoop's I, I, an all-out football fan. No, I, know, I know a lot of I know a lot of LA people are Steelers fans, but then again, for a long time we didn't have a team, so you got to pick your own team. That's true. Okay, I think for me, obviously the Giants winning the, both the, the catch, the, yeah, the the catch from David Tyree, and then you know, defeating like were they were they the undefeated Packers or they were like oh seven. No, the Packers. Oh, in, the Packers. In, oh. in in two thousand and eleven. Sorry, the Packers. No, they weren't undefeated. They were they, they were, were a wild card team too. They were. I thought they, they were, went like no. They were a wild card team. Didn't they go like fourteen and two that year? No, that was the year after. That was when the that was when the Forty Nineers went to the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. No, they the the, the year just, they won. No, it was I they just, were a wild card team. I just remember that like they were really good the year after they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they were. And the Giants weren't. They weren't supposed to win that game to the to advance, but they ended up doing it. Oh, I know. Now I remember. Yeah, but but you know the the, the year the Packers won, they were, I think, the sixth seed. And because I remember the NFC Championship, they had to go to Chicago. And that was when Jay Cutler got the concussion and he didn't come back and right. people thought he quit. Yeah. And I just remember Plaxico Burris, you know, final play. That, that was a, that was, was a beauty. Was, that was, was a nice, it was beautiful a, pass it drop. It was there. just a lolly, a lolly keg throw. Like he, just, like, he just put it up there. Like, he was like mm-hmm. – and I'm like – I, I think he you – know, you know, probably a classic route that he plays with Plaxico, Plaxico all the time. But, man, just to say – just to see that to be the final touchdown of the game – Beautiful. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. What about you? Okay, let, but what's your what's the mo- one moment that's like that's your favorite? Favorite? Yeah, like your favorite Super Bowl. I'll go. I'll go with the catch, David the catch? Tyree. That will never. That will never get old. All right. No, all right. All right. All right. What about you? Like your the Super Bowl moment that you hate the most? Hate the most? Yeah, like, like the one that made you like most upset. Oh, Malcolm Butler on the goal line. Oh my gosh. I hate. I hate that. I. I honestly. I, I hate it. Like. Everyone's like, give me, give Marshawn the ball. Okay, I'm not even. I don't even think you had to necessarily give Marshawn Marshawn Lynch the ball. I honestly, yeah, I, honestly no, think, I agree. I just, yeah. I just don't like how the whole play. Yeah, I think honestly, out. Russell could have ran it in himself. Yeah, he could have. I, I honestly thought Russell needed to run it I'm in like, himself. I'm like, where's the shovel pass? Where's the this? Where's the that? But no, they. Where's the quarterback sneak? Yeah, exactly. Where's all this? But you know, you throw it over the middle into Malcolm Butler's hands. He's and now, like, and he's lucky that saves his career because he's the reason why Seattle had that hail mary all the way to like the, the five yard line. Yeah, he made up for his mistake. So he all of a sudden he goes from being the reason the Patriots will lose to the hero. Yeah, now he's the Super Bowl MVP because he made one interception. He made Which, the interception. He made the interception. All right. Well, well, that's always going to be a play I'll always hate. What the the fact that Tom Brady had to win another Super Bowl and that started his other this next dynasty. Yeah, you know, I but I don't I don't see them winning a Super Bowl anytime soon. Oh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And if they end up winning next year. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens. With the Patriots. We'll see what happens with the Patriots offseason. All right, let's let's move on a little bit. 
So, as I said at the beginning of the show, you know, it was three three days ago. The world, the NBA, the sports world, everybody um, was unfortunate to hear the news about uh, Kobe Bryant. Uh, unfortunately, his daughter and seven others passing away in a tragic hel- helicopter accident. Um, you know, when I first got the report, my, I got a text from my friend. He said, did you hear about that basketball player, uh, Kobe Bryant? And I was like, no. And then he's like, he's like, he, he said, uh, he's dead, died in a helicopter crash. And I was like, there's no way that's true. Now, this is probably at the time I, I started looking this up when like TMZ was the only one that had got the official report. Like I, that's, that's the first link that I was brought to. And I didn't believe it at first. I was like, there's no way this can be true. And then, you know, unfortunately, more and more news saying that it was uh, it was true was it was more and more of a reality was breaking through. And I was like, I was really disappointed. You know, not, I'm not a Lakers fan at all. I actually didn't really like Kobe, but I always respected him. His work ethic was was just, you know, he was he the, the amount of time he would spend on his craft was was very uh, admirable to me. And uh, it was just sad, you know, and then all of a sudden. And in the games that day, there was there was you know Kobe chance. There was eight clock eight eight second violations. There were twenty four shot clock violations as paying homage to him. And it was just it was just a sad day. I know I I know for a fact because my professor told me St. John's they opened up a uh, not a crisis center but more of like a a, a place where ki- like people can come to talk about it. If they felt like, like a counseling center, a counseling center, if they felt um, too emotional about it, because it was an it was an emotional thing, you know, it's not every day that something like this happens, especially in the world we're living in nowadays, where so many things are like, like we're able to prevent so many things because of safety and preventions and like learning from the past. So it was very heartfelt, and you know, everybody on Twitter is going is like expressing their opinion. They're all you know very devastated. People are lining up outside the Staples Center to paying homage, and unfortunately, the Grammy, the Grammys security, which was the same day, it, the Grammys was always supposed to be on Sunday. They they started, you know, having to. They weren't like pushing people back, but they started saying, "Hey, you guys got to leave," you know, and stuff like that. And everybody thought that was kind of disrespectful. But in a time like this, you know, you don't. No offense, you don't really know what's what's disrespectful versus respectful in some lines, you know, just because, you know, they have a job to do. But obviously this is a very tragic thing. Um, you know, Alicia Keys and her and her monologue said this was the cow- the house that Kobe built. And it was very it was very emotional. You could there was a lot of like, you know, lust in the air. And uh, it was a sad day. And unfortunately, you know, he lost his daughter, his wife and their uh, three other kids. You know, they they they, they got their world uh, the world was shocked, and they have to live live this way for the rest of their lives. And uh, you know, just all of his friends were re- trying to reach out. They were all like on social media. LeBron James obviously was crying when he got off the plane, and everybody was saying what he was going to say. There were um, a few mix-ups. You know, BBC. You know, they put the wrong. Uh, they they showed the wrong highlights. They said it was Kobe, but they were showing LeBron highlights, and uh, just the whole bunch of sad things were happening. And they were they talked about. Um, I heard I heard a, from a lot of people and from I saw online that a lot of people were like, "Why didn't you cancel the games either Sunday or Monday?" And you know that was a big discussion about why they didn't and why they did. And Jake, do you feel like they should have canceled some of the games, or do you feel like what what was going on with like the tributes and the moments of silence was a, was the right way to go, or is there or is there no right answer here? There's never going to be a right answer on how to how someone reacts to uh, to like a sudden loss. Because so. this, this this wasn't like a this wasn't like. I mean, no offense. This this was like a big deal because of how big Kobe was. You know, he's right, cons- but but it just it just happens so suddenly, and yeah. some, some games are already going like, on. Gonna, gonna ha- like some teams are already warming up. Yeah, like like uh, it's it's to me, it's really hard to just. Compre- it, it's like, not even hard to comprehend. It's just it's hard to, in my opinion, just to tell everybody. Okay, yeah, you got to go home because some because some players like Kyrie Irving, he said, "I can't play right now." Uh, Mike. Uh, is it green? It's it's green, right? Mike Green, for the, for the the Knicks announcer. Oh yeah. yeah. He um he mentioned when Thurman Munson died how 
this famous cartoonist, you know, put out a cartoon saying, I just don't feel like playing ball today, and he was tearing up over that. And, um, you know, there were some people, they changed their jersey numbers just for, just for like, the one game. Joel Embiid changed his to 24, even though it was already retired by the 76ers. He asked permission, given permission, and he wore it in honor of Kobe. Other players, um, I think Trey Burke, Trey Burke changed his number to 8, and then some people were doing uh, 28 for uh, his daughter. His daughter was number two on her basketball team. Uh, UConn paid a tribute to Gianna as well. And then the Mavericks um, are going to retire Kobe's number. And it's just a lot's been going on. Uh, excuse me. And, you know, you know, going forward, like, you know, 20, 30 years from now, this will still be talked about, and this is still going to be, like, a, a big thing in the sports world. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, they made if they made some sort of 30 for 30, some sort of movie about it, because it's just, it's just that big of an impact. We were talking in class today about how, how there have been like times throughout history where um, new, um, world news goes into sports news, or sp- like, you know, like world news is, effect- is affected by sports news or something. Like obviously like examples of like 9-11, when 9-11 happened, baseball stopped, and then a week later with Mike Piazza, or um, I know the Olympics in Munich, there was something with that. And then there's other, other like like Ronald, I think the death of the death of Kennedy, you know, it, it leaked into the like the, like it, it was into the sports world. It was just you know everybody was affected by it some way or another, whether you were a fan or not. And um, Jake, I know you're a Laker, you're a Lakers fan from LA, born and bred. How did how did you fe- where how did you feel when you got the news? I don't I don't want to believe it at all. Um, it took me a while. It, it, it took me five minutes later after when, when I, everyone was saying that the news is real. That uh, from ages like five to twelve, Kobe and the Lakers meant everything to me. I didn't. I did not care about the Dodgers, not nearly as much as I cared about the Lakers. Didn't care about anything else as much as I cared about Kobe and the Lakers. Right. I remember. Man, I remember every every Laker home game on Fox Sports Prime ticket until I had to go to bed in case you know in case I had curf- in a night curfew before the game had to end. Every every away game I saw it on Channel Nine. I always made sure that I had to watch my Lakers and I had to watch Kobe. As a kid, for Christmas, my parents got me. Team USA Kobe jersey and the Low Marion Lower Marion uh, high school jersey. That's where he went to high school, then yeah. out in Philly. Yeah. Um, Kobe meant everything to LA. Yeah, he was like, he was Mr. Like, LA. Like the only athletes that are probably bigger than Kobe that are probably bigger than Kobe in LA are. Um, Sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry, just uh, have to take a take a moment. Uh, so, like the only sports athletes that are the only athletes that are bigger than Kobe in LA are Magic Johnson and probably Fernando Valenzuela. Right. But but even then, Kobe, Kobe Kobe's Kobe. Kobe's Kobe. Twenty years with with the Lakers. Um, we the LA the La- Lakers fans got to watch. They got to watch an 18-year-old kid grow up and mature as not as a basketball player, but even as a as a human being, right? Like they're like for his for as long as he almost as long as he was in LA, right? So we went. We had you know LA. We had our ups and downs with, with Kobe, but can never say he didn't care about about his community. Can never say he didn't care about his craft. Um. Can never say he didn't love his family. Um, and then the fact that he was becoming even bigger than life outside of basketball. Yeah, he was. You know, so everybody like thought, oh, he also won an Oscar, but like, yeah, the, he went into he started he wanted to be he wanted to expand in so many different areas outside of just being known as a basketball player. 
It's like he want he did want to become involved in media. He did want to become involved in business with you know like becoming a spokesman for Body Armor, mm-hmm. as one of the companies he invested in. Uh, he actually uh, a, f- a UFC fighter actually reached out to him and because she was she's organizing a trying to organize a union for MMA fighters, and he was he was more than willing to help chip in on how on how to help. Um, a lot of WNBA players then saying that um, Kobe was for it and wanted, really wanted the WNBA to become huge. Yeah, no, because like, like, like he was really like pushing for. He was for it because he was really pushing for the, the WNBA to become like prime time. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he had accomplished that because, you know, as I said, his daughter wanted to. He, she wanted to be a basketball player. Kobe was coaching her team, and she was she was very good. She wanted to go yeah. to. U- she she did. She was she was told that she was going to get a scholarship from from, from UConn. UConn, and they honored her. And uh, you know, she was going to go on to the WNBA and be Kobe's kid in the WNBA. Um. Yeah. And uh, for man, I just uh, I I also admire that Kobe was uh, he was he was pretty outspoken about a lot of things. But you know, like it, it is, it is what it is, and it's a, it's pretty. Uh, very, these are very surreal times that uh, that we're living in. Especially that he's only forty-one years old. He was finally um, become, finally becoming bigger than basketball. But yeah, so this is probably the most tragic passing of an athlete since Muhammad Ali. Probably a lot. It's a lot more different than when Muhammad Ali passed away, for sure. Because Muhammad Ali died, you know, died of old age, was sick. But this is probably the biggest death. It's for sure in sports since Muhammad Ali. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, like especially like unfortunately when it happens like this, like when when a famous when like an athlete or someone famous passes away, like just abruptly, abruptly. Like Thurman Munson back in '79, like or Roberto Clemente. Roberto Clemente. Oh, geez, yeah. Yeah, like this. This honestly kind of reminded me. I, well, we didn't live through those times, obviously, but no, I, I no. felt like this is a similar case similar with Roberto case, Clemente. Ex- absolutely, you know, and uh, it, it, it's just unfortunate. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, I wasn't a Laker fan at all. Like I, I in fact, I, I didn't like Kobe Bryant like that much. I'll even say I'm I'm more of a Shaq guy, but I even I was a little sad because I was just like I knew he was just a great role model on and off the court. And you know, some of the things he did, you know, he played he you know, he played with like broken fingers, his Achilles, you know. I think did he play with a torn ACL? I, I don't know. I don't remember if he played with a torn ACL. I know ACL. I know he played like his Achilles was was completely messed up and he played with that. And it's just sad too the fact that you know the the other seven people that were on the the on the uh, helicopter it was a baseball coach um who coached in like the Cape Cod League he was I think he coached in the Coastal League as well you know his wife their daughter the pilot and you know I always I I always think about like me being a religious person I always think about is like why like there's a reason for everything why does God do some of the things he does and like some are hard to see more than others, and this one's definitely like why, like a big a big why for me. And um, you know, just the just the feedback that we that we, we continue to see even three days later is is um, not interesting, but it's very like eye opening to see just because of how many people were deeply affected by it. Stephen A. Smith was crying. Jay Williams dropped an S bomb on air, which he apologized for. You know. Uh, the TNT crew, Shaq and um, Charles Barkley, a couple other people, they did a little uh, interview session, which was very hard to watch. And yeah, it just it was just a bad day. And and moving forward, you know, it's it's hard to tell what what will happen in terms of like in terms of like I guess like energy amongst the NBA. Like it, it it's the show must go on. And but I just feel like going forward, like it, like basketball is not going to feel the same anymore. Even though Kobe Bryant did retire and he was a couple years out of retirement, it's just not going to feel the same knowing that he's that he's not here. 
And I'm sorry if this is getting anyone listening a little emotional. But uh, we should definitely had to like just give a little serenade to him. R.I.P. to him as well. Sorry, buddy. It happens, so it is what it is. Uh, I think, you know, moving forward, you know, a lot of things going on in the world right now besides this that I just want to, like, touch as we're almost done here on double on the Double J's podcast. Um, the MLB is swinging in. Is swinging in. Uh, spring training starts in, like, two weeks, which okay. I'm, very, I'm very happy about, just baseball season coming back. You know, obviously my Mets are looking – they're looking like they've they've made some changes, and I feel I feel like we're on the up and up this season. I don't know if we're gonna catch the Braves, the Phillies, and the Nats this year. The Nats lost a couple key components, and <laughs> just a couple just a couple key components. They lost they lost Rendon. They lost Rendon. Yeah, their their MVP. I don't know. He didn't win the MVP. But. I know, but that's their that was their MVP for the, for their organization. Yeah, he was. Yeah, no, he was, and. um you know, as much as you don't like them, I'm happy of all places that he goes. He went to the Angels just because I'm neutral with the Angels. And I want Mike Trout to succeed a little bit. Then leave. Leave the Angels. Leave the Angels? No, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. <laughs> I thought you were about to say leave Leave the room. I'm no, like, no, why no, would no. you tell me to leave? No, 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 no. no, no. If you want, Mike Trout, you want, you want to be a champion, leave the Angels. No, you're right. You're right. He, he should have no, left. No, honest, honestly, we'll see in the next few years really where if the Angels really can improve, cannot improve to the, to the point of being World Series contenders in the next few years, that's a matter of That's just an organization that really did Mike Trout in justice. Yeah, but, you know, he got a lot of money. Um, that he did. The Bra- that he did. Yeah, the Braves just signed Marcelo Zuna. Which I'm very, uh, I guess, like you know, worried about because you know they just lost Josh Donaldson, but they replaced him with a big bat. You know, if he's if he gets a full season under his belt, you know, he can do some serious damage. And then the Phillies, you know, Bryce Harper's in his second year with this max contract, and he's coming into his own a little bit. And they got they have some good players on that team as well. And then Ronald Acuna Jr. You know he gets better every year, which is hard to believe. Forty, he's in the forty forty club, and he's only like twenty two. So the Met, and you know the Mets, they made some, they made some strides. Well, let's, let's see if let's see if Pete Alonso can uh, not have the sophomore slump. Yeah. Oh my God. He doesn't have to have forty home runs, but you know, like let's, no, no, you know, no, no. twenty five and above is nice. Like yeah, like like Cody Bellinger. I don't think he had the sophomore slump as bad as some would think. But he had a little bit of a slump. He still hit 25 home runs, I mean, which was great. You know, it was also, ironically, like that sophomore slump, it was also at a time when Dodge lost Andre Ethier, and that was one of his mentors on the team. So, yeah. so it was a tough transition for him. But the sophomore slump is, you It's know, a thing. It's a thing. Cal Ripken might, might not agree, but it's a thing. Like, well, yeah, like, yeah, he might not agree, but like, you know, when you finally have a whole season, of, now, now, now you know how to prepare for, for some hitters. It, yeah. It's a, little, it's a little harder to be as great as your first, your first breakout year. Yeah, you know, I like I like the pickup of Luis Rojas. It was, you know, the pick of the litter. That, that had to be done. Yeah, I know. And, you know, I think the Astros situation has cooled down a little bit, so we're heading into spring training. Uh, unfortunately, the whole reason why I wanted to bring this up is because there's, like, MLB is, like, starting with these, like, robotic umpires. Like, right, right. I'm like, I'm like, look, like, I realize that you're trying to, like, perfect – in perfect a hum- human error with umpires but like like i feel like that's like kind of like ridiculous you know like it's it's kind of stupid because you can't like what happens like if you call us sh- like how are they going to deliberate the strike zone is it going to be exactly like the video game you know based on the players like height and so that's a, so width. that's already been worked on before for yeah. years and other another like little leagues yeah and so like, i so i kind of have an I, I have an idea how that would go but like they have, I don't like it. So they have, they do have a lot. They, what they, what they have in those stadiums, they already have a lot of sensors everywhere. Yeah. So they can pretty much just, they, with, with those sensors, they're gonna get a feel for your, your body, how your stance is, and like that's that's how they'll create the strike zone for you. I'm just wondering how like the players are gonna know what the count is. Like I don't, I haven't heard anything about because like I don't, I doubt like they're gonna have them like on the field. But like I'm just like, where are they gonna go to see what the count is? I mean, they'll probably just have to look up. They probably just have to look up at a scoreboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's every, you know, every time after a pitch is thrown, like just step out of the batter's box, look at this, look at the scoreboard. Yeah, but how do you how do you determine if someone should be thrown out? 
I don't know. I don't know all the details about it, but I just. How would you though? How how would you think someone would get thrown out? Or like, how would someone like, um, I guess like if there's a brawl, how would they organize it? How would they get it back on track? What's stopping everybody from just going? Well, it's not like it's not like umpires really didn't did the greatest job of breaking up brawls. A lot of usually a lot of coaches break up the brawls. Not really an umpire. Umpires just tell you who gets kicked out of the game. Yeah. But I'm like I'm like, so there's no it's not like there's twenty umpires on the field. No, no, just, no, I know. just hold everybody back. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just wondering about just stuff like that, like this, like other stuff that's not just balls and strikes and stuff. Because I'm I'm worried about it because I just I don't like the fact that like oh what happens if someone's like oh they hacked the they hacked the machine and that and that was called safe when it should have been called out oh this and that you know there's and then there's all this controversy starts. It's like I hope they they know what they're doing because like you know this. This is this is, this is, a is why big direction. This is why it's done in spring training. This is why you don't do it in the season. Yeah. It's like, geez, I know, I know, like baseball isn't the most exciting thing to watch nowadays, you know, because it's not like a fast game. But like seriously, like you know, you're just trying to improve the right, viewer all, status. Like, right, but also remember, a lot of people don't like baseball because of the horrible calls umpires can make. Yeah. No, no, I agree. Because sometimes there are some bad ones. Angel Hernandez. What? Anyway, eh, there are some bad ones. And the replay has done a great job with it, but I'm just, I'm just, you know, as an old school baseball fan, I don't think this is the right direction to go in. But if it happens, I'm gonna have to, you know, just sit there and watch. And if it's a good thing, fine, I'll adapt. It's cool. But if it's not, I'm gonna be the loudest person screaming. Well, the, well then don't watch. No, I'm gonna watch. Then you don't, you don't have to watch MLB baseball if it, if, if that happens. <laughs> minor league, watch. Yeah, it's- Watch ja- other ja- J- Japan. Watch the Caribbean leagues. Watch the Mexican leagues. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure, like the baseball there is pretty decent to watch. Yeah, absolutely. They, if anything, like they have their fan bases are still going on pretty strong. Yep, you know Japan. They, they always have great baseball over there with many players coming over. So it's 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 way to be seen. If if that's a saying, I don't I don't, I don't know what I just said. I feel like dog crap right now. I'm sorry. All right, well, here's here's something to lift your spirits up a little bit. What's that? La- la- ten minutes left. What's that? So so there's a, a brawl almost broke out today in Miami. In Miami, was yeah. Conor McGregor involved? No, no, no. We had, no, we had, <laughs> we had two. We had two real fighters involved. Oh, it was actually UFC. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So so Jorge Masvidal and Kamaru Usman are making their doing their their media rounds. Yeah, and. Um, they got into it a little bit. They had a little verbal, little verbal uh, can altercation I, can going I on. Can I ask a question? What happens um, pre-fight if the fighters actually are like in a heated argument and they actually like, like they land a few shots? Do they get fined? Is oh, they the get fi- fined. Yeah, is the fight suspended. What oh, happens? No, they get fined. They get fined. They get fined for sure because when they're first, I don't know. Usually, fighters don't want to risk that during the week because also you know, if you do something horrible. You affect you affect your paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want you don't want to do anything during the week. Sometimes, like sometimes, obviously, like you know, with the weight cutting and the right, and no, the build up, you're like, no, but I don't care but, about the fine. Yeah, but then I'll, I'll no, they care because you go. Let's just say a fighter is going to make seventy five thousand, then they go to zero. Oh, you care about those seventy five thousand? No, you do. Yeah. So you're not. A lot of fighters are not dumb enough to risk the entire check, and then on top of that, pay a fine when they didn't even get paid. But. So, so did, did they come to blows though, or they just they didn't come to blows? They had people between them, but Mazidal was they were chirping at each other. Mazidal was saying that he would kill Ma- Usman. Really? Yeah, he was like, I was like, I will effing kill you, man! Like, I will kill you. And if they're in the streets, I believe Mazidal. He come because I just seeing his. I, I I know enough about Mazidal. Know that he he's not playing around. No, yeah, he's one of those guys that you do not talk because like. Killers don't killers don't don't say what they what they're gonna do to you. They just do it. Usman though, you know, like just, just Usman's a cool, big dude. Cool as a cucumber. He's a big dude. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if this is gonna spark any interest in the negotiation tables for for the, for each of them. Hopefully, because I want to actually, I want to see that. I want to see Usman and Masvidal because be a good title fight in my opinion. To be. What for the BMF title or for no the for the world no, world? no, no, no. The gold gold is more valuable gold, than silver. The gold like like Usman said like last time I checked gold was more valuable than silver. Yeah, and honestly, because Mazel's finally at t- in the top five in 
earns, in my opinion, earns the title shot, and he's the clear number one contender. How, how long has he been in the UFC? Uh, last seven years. Really? Ever since, ever since Strikeforce went down. And he's never like been close to a title opportunity. He was close, like f- I want to say four years ago. He was close, but then he ended up losing to Damian Maya in a split decision. This is the thing about Jorge Masvidal's career. I always knew he's really good, but the reason I never like a hundred percent really thought he's gonna work, he's gonna get a title shot one day is because those big fights that mattered usually just never let his hands go. He's always you know like it always felt like he was looking for the perfect shot or. You know, making make sure he he block your punches, parry the, parry the punches, but he never capitalized enough in a round to win a round. And these and these guys, they're not fighting each other; they just happen to they they had they're doing their media in in Miami, probably doing the radio shows. The so who who threw the first like I don't know who threw, I don't know who threw the first I don't know who started who started, but they they don't like each other. That's something where I I, I really want to see this fight because that, that's something where like if you're not even they're not even fighting each other yet, but they're in the same division. No, I, know, I yeah, know that. No, so it's even it's even better when you're there in the same one I, in the no, same no, division. No, I, I know that, but usually when you're when you're doing your media day obligations leading up to fight week, you're focusing on your opponent. You're not focusing on like others. Well, your next opponent. well, they're just just they're just doing media, and the fact they both don't have a fight, so the fact that oh, they don't, no, they don't. So the fact that they well, I know Usman's recovering from I think it was a bicep injury, right? And um, you know, Masvidal just he's just he's just he's since he's from Miami, he's just chilling chilling out there, you know, making. Growing the brand, growing the brand. But I really want to see this fight just because I want to see if this is the fight where fight like on this like his biggest. Not I'm not gonna say the biggest stage because this is not the biggest stage Masvidal will be on. No, but and it's the most, in my opinion, his most meaningful fight of his career. Is he gonna be the guy who can finally let all the combinations just flow? Is he gonna be the guy let 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 the two, threes, and four combinations with with the right with the right um, roundhouse come in or? Is he going to be the guy who fights defensive, more worried about the wrestling, and more worried about just like not losing the round rather than rather than winning a fight? Because that's always what plagued his career. He, he has like six split decision losses. Okay. And he's he's for he's even called himself I'm the king of split decision losses. But yeah. Well, let your hands go. Just like you gotta let these hands go if you want to win. And I want to see if that will finally that will finally happen and. He finally end like he finally has the storybook ending for for a marvelous career. Okay, I like I like I like where so, your heads at. So I like I, I like this little trash talk. I like be, I like this little this can be a little build up, but only time will tell if they're gonna be they're gonna be dance partners. Yep. All right, um, that's gonna do it for us here uh, at the Double J's podcast. Thanks, Jake. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, breaking news: uh, the Astros hired Dusty Baker, so they have. They have a manager. They, they have a manager going into spring training. Yay. Now they all have to do. Now all they have to do is win a World Series. Um, with f- what's some new players? What's some new players? Fair, fair uh, the, the um, fair and square. That's that's what I'm looking for. Okay, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.